Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to the 100 episode of Shine Your Soul Light podcast, where we have been sharing the voices and visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden, and of course, I am your host. Truly, my mission is to support others in aligning with their ever-evolving mission and purpose, and to restore the highest frequency of unconditional love with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity. As always, I ask that we take a moment of stillness and silence to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace, and may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So being interviewed today here on Shine Your Soul Light podcast is none other than uh, myself. I first of all want to take a moment and extend a heartfelt thank you to all of you that are listening, uh, everyone that is sharing and allowing yourself to uh, hear the different stories of men and women all over the globe of how they are taking the human experience and allowing themselves to be lit up, to be found, to shine, to serve on purpose. So I am excited to journey with you today as perhaps you have received bits and pieces of uh, different experiences that have shifted and pivoted my life. But I thought it might be fun to take myself on the journey and uh, allow myself to share what wants to be known, wants to be shared. And so um, I thank you for listening. I also want to extend a deep and heartfelt thank you to my dear friend, Payman Lorenzo. He is uh, really the motivation behind me starting Shine Your Soul Light podcast, actually getting it up and out and in full action. So if you are looking also for support to uh, start your podcast, to start listening, hearing, and sharing stories related to something that lights you up, transformation or anything, anything at all, right? Anything at all, there is infinite possibility available to picking a topic and talking about it as long as it lights you up so thank you payman thank you listeners uh, and thank you so as you know uh, my name is mary gooden i like to say that i am the ceo and founder of my brilliant life and finding it was part of the biggest mission uh remembering it is exactly what I believe every single experience is for. Every single person, every single opportunity, every single yes, no, or I don't know, it's all part of this piece of coming to wholeness, of coming to self. Uh, so I am also uh, the CEO and founder of Divine Destiny, mentoring and publishing. Of course, the host of this podcast, Shine Your Soul Light, a sacred wellness advisor. 
And I truly believe that abundance, that prosperity, that the human experience, the joy, the fun, and the freedom remains in our ability to shine our most authentic light, to stay in alignment, to claim our gifts on a daily basis. I have studied, practiced, guided uh, yoga, meditation, uh, Reiki, sacred sound vibrational classes uh, for almost 20 years. And I have allowed myself to lead with intuition. I have come to a full and complete place of trust in myself uh, that I approach everything and everyone uh, with the invitation, with the invitation to embody something different, to embody exactly what you desire, to simply put, prioritize your comfort, because that is one of the biggest steps that has continued to invite me in the direction that for no other words than living beyond anything I could ever imagine or dreamt of for myself. And I'm not doing it for myself, I'm doing it for the purpose, for the whole. And so that is how I lead. Freedom is my favorite word. Uh, perhaps I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Always the last question is, what does it feel like to be who you are? What does it feel like to lead in this age? What does it feel like? And uh, probably I am going out of order, but it's freedom. It's the true, true and uttermost vibration of what freedom felt like. And perhaps before I jumped into the human experience, before I said yes to giving this thing a shot, just like each and every one of you, perhaps I, I felt the vibration of freedom and that's what I said, I declared it. I want that. I would love to get to that place in my human experience that feels just like that vibration. Um, so I believe that those modalities of yoga and meditation and Reiki, uh, sound healing, really all of my sacred yeses, writing, uh, speaking, claiming out loud more, all of these practices have allowed me to embody this frequency of freedom. So not only to live and breathe it for myself, but to radiate it, to share it, uh, which is really the magnificence of life, if you ask me, uh, to essentially putting it in words, to get to exactly the place that you knew you were going, and then to live there and be there and share everything from there. No boundaries, no filters. Just, this is who I am. This is who I be. Uh, so that is um, what continues to light me up To uh, I feel it in my body when I speak of it, when I think about it, when I'm uh, in the present moment with it and I'm seeing others witness it and honor it and also uh, magnetize it. So that is a little bit about me and uh, my purpose. Uh, as I say in the intro, it's truly uh, 
as I have received it to restore the highest frequency of unconditional love, grace, and compassion. And in transparency, I have also received and heard that the two amazing daughters that I have that chose me are also part of this lineage of the heart of humanity. Um, to restore what we know is available and to create harmony and share the frequencies of joy uh, in every way, every day. Uh, in the early times of my, my life, we'll say just, <laughs> let's just say sometimes I still declare it, uh, but for several years, I could feel it. Like I would call myself a butterfly. I could feel the butterfly in me. I could feel that, that part of my life or perhaps that expression uh, that I once was or perhaps will be again, the metamorphosis, the transformation, the, the getting my wings over and over and over again uh, in the same experience, in the same human experience, in the same embodied moment. And I have very much enjoyed leading from that place in a way of just being my most authentic self and sharing that again with my daughters, with my family, with my community. Um, one thing that has really supported me uh, in claiming who I am and how I came here to be uh, in this life is using my voice to not only hold space for podcast guests to, to listen, to learn, uh, to receive, to give, but also writing. So I am a number one international best-selling author. I believe I have contributed to 13 multi-author book titles. Um, through my own publishing company, we have created, I believe, 12 number one international best-selling books. Uh, some multi-author books, some solo books. And uh, I too am also taking another step forward uh, in a few things this year as writing my own book uh, and crafting, practicing, and continuing to step forward with my international speaking. And my message uh, truly is living a life less ordinary, which is it's who I am, it's who I be, and it's how I show up. And I have faith that we will all have an opportunity in one lifetime or another to feel the very experience that I have been honored to, to feel, to be with the frequency, the, the deep levels of joy also fair to say, um, deep levels of detachment, yet self-devotion. And I lead in this way uh, and share in this way with three non-negotiables, which you may hear me talk about in different master classes. You may hear about them as uh, I interview amazing guests that we have on the show weekly. But it is daily connection, daily movement, and daily celebration. And the more that I talk about it, and the more that I play in it, and the 
deeper my commitment grows to it, I feel like they all hold an equality within us that all three of them are so important. But perhaps the one that is most missed is the celebration. <laughs> so I encourage you to, um, I understand that when some a new invitation comes, we've often uh, get a little protective or we instantly put up a, a guard or a illusion. I don't have time. I don't have space. I don't something or I can't. So I at least say it doesn't take any more time to just even picking one of those ideas, um, the celebration piece. This could be just a five minute time that you might take as soon as I finish this episode with you or 30 seconds and just take a moment and celebrate your accomplishments. Celebrate who you are now. Celebrate if it feels this way, how far you've come, how much you've grown. And celebrate something. Celebrate that you're breathing. Uh, celebrate that you felt something different today. You saw something different today. Just celebrate for the sake of celebrating. It raises the vibration of joy. And when we raise the vibrations of anything, we do so as a collective. We raise the vibration for the collective, for the community. And so that is who I am. That is who I'm being <laughs> in this uh, lifetime. I like to call eternal service. It comes out all kinds of different ways. So uh, never fear, dear friends, if you've been writing your bios for anything that you're doing or you've been claiming your work, uh, your I am statements uh, seem to change and shift. And uh, this is how it is. It's ever evolving. You could look at it as when we clear one thing out of the way, we see a whole new facet within us, a whole new area or scenery or level, or we feel something. And so that is part of being in the experience. It's ever changing. It's ever evolving. And we get to be a part of it. So on the days that perhaps something shows up in front of me, uh, just a little FYI or advice, I simply come back to that truth. Like I get to be in this human experience. I get to breathe another breath. I get to, and celebrate that. <laughs> celebrate that you get to experience this miraculous place of life. And remember also, if for perhaps that's still not sitting well with you, you get to choose it. You get to choose uh, the way you see everything in your life and the way you receive and give everything in your life. So um, if it's still, I'm still feeling like I'm sideswiped, I just Remind myself, I get to choose how I feel in this moment in time. In fact, I get to choose how I feel in every moment in time. What a blessing, what a gift. Um, so how has this emergence of me, this full embody embodiment of me, this change of perception, 
this joyful and free vibration that I carry? How has it affected my relationships? It's such a fun question. And uh, many people will dance around uh, this because relationships are just the nearest and dearest things to our heart. Um, I'll tell you, uh, I'll keep it brief. And the first thing I'll say uh, with everything in life, but especially relationally, I would not change a single thing, a single moment, a single person, a single experience with any person, a single word that has transpired in my life uh, for the last 46 years plus a few months or so. <laughs> I wouldn't change any of it. I would do it all exactly, exactly uh, to the high I and the heavy T, right? All the way. Because I appreciate who I am now. And without these little activations is what I like to call them. Without these experiences with these people, I just wouldn't be who I am. And this is true, and I know this, and I receive this, and I remember this every day, that it has all been part of the, the experience. It has all been part of the yes to play in this realm, to be in, in this experience. So I wouldn't change it. And uh, I spent over half of my life uh, with the same partner, the same man, my high school sweetheart, uh, 25 years at that time. Uh, we started really young. I think we started dating at 15. We got married at 17. Uh, I'm a Leo. So I really took that raging bull by the horns. And I think it was a raging bull of success. Perhaps there's a little old soul energy in me that also gave me the faith to think that I could do at 17 what most people still aren't doing at 40. I don't know. Uh, and I don't care. It is, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to know. Uh, I'm still excited about it. I didn't leave home because I was disappointed uh, in any way, shape or form with any of the experience there. Uh, I'm the youngest of four, uh, raised Catholic and some, whatever that means in some part of that uh, for the contrast, for the understanding, just for the knowing uh, that I could see all the different levels and all the different ways. Everything is part of my life. And, uh, you know, I fought my way up as a sibling. Mm -hmm. There were, there were arguments, there was anger, there was fear. Um, there was all kinds of things in my childhood experience. What I did know and what I do remember and still thinking back about it is uh, I always felt confident to to do the best at remaining uh, who I am and to be willing to speak my truth. And uh, what I did find about that, and I, you know, the significance is this, is I felt as though I spent most of the time hanging around with masculine friends, boys, um, not for any other reason that I felt that I could be my whole self, that I could be that, I could say what I wanted. And uh, probably because what I got back from girlfriends in elementary school or high school or those platforms uh, was to, maybe I just didn't have any shame and guilt that I wanted to hide, or I just didn't play into those pieces of trying to be something that 
I wasn't. So I hung out in a lot of those ways. And as soon as I graduated, it was, uh, it was off to, to Virginia Beach, uh, where I spent 22 years married to my husband, uh, who was in the military. And so learning how to be independent, uh, already knowing how to be independent and spending most of my time, you know, I would venture out to say that maybe two thirds, I don't know, I don't want to say half the time, but hard to say, I didn't keep track of how long somebody was with me or here and how long they weren't. Uh, I was always confident in working on something different. 10 years into marriage, two delightful little girls joined our family. And uh, partly 10 years I waited because I wanted to make sure that I was bringing these two divine women into a sacred space that had connection that essentially I thought would last forever and they wouldn't have to worry about anything, um, i.e. divorce or any of those negative experiences. Uh, partly, I didn't see that for myself. Um, the funny story with uh, reading the book during my first pregnancy of what to expect when you're expecting, uh, read the book and skip the cesarean section chapter, like skip the divorce section, skipped out on all that, knowing that that wasn't part of my experience. Um, and lo and behold, uh, two cesarean sections later and divorced after 22 years of marriage. Uh, perhaps the reason why I didn't read those chapters is because when those experiences happened for me, uh, as I find myself enlightened in this very moment, uh, speaking this episode to you is, if I didn't know anything about it, perhaps that I could create my own way through it. And if I didn't know anything about it, perhaps it wouldn't be as bad as had I would have read about it, right? I wouldn't have taken it the same way. So uh, I'm not going to say that, that I took anything lightly, uh, that I'm superhuman in any way, shape or form. But I've known since I was eight years old that I wanted freedom and that I wanted everybody to experience that freedom. I was joy. I am joy. I'm a fountain of joy, in fact, a fountain of joy and prosperity. And I get to create abundant opportunities for others. And I claim that. But I didn't read the chapters and I did go through the chaos. I did go through the custody battles. I did go through the, the anger and the bitterness. And I went through the pity parties and the entire pivot. My daughters were eight and 10. I don't remember how old I was. <laughs> Insignificant piece. Uh, we don't need that detail, but I went through it. And uh, when I look at it for myself, I just, I don't, I don't, nothing to me seems hard or un, un available or that I was incapable of any of it. And so even when I think about it, it was all just part of it. It was all just part of my experience. I don't label it as good, bad, or indifferent anymore. And for me, that's really a very empowering growth piece is that um, it was just the experience, but it changed me. It helped me pivot. In fact, um, it all went as planned. And being able to really find a whole new, discover rather, a whole new part of me after getting divorced and just awakening to a whole nother level of 
who I am and what I get to share with the world. The gift that came during that time was uh, I finally, one of my dreams of opening a yoga studio finally came into fruition right after my divorce, but I was still processing the emotions of it. Uh, I spent 15 minute pity parties on the floor every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Uh, I did see a great therapist once and she did. She said, time them, allow yourself the pity parties, time the pity parties, right? That's going to help move energy through you because that's just it. It's energy. Uh, I learned a little bit about this today just to go uh, off to the side a bit. I was doing readings in the French Quarter, which I get to do when I'm here in New Orleans. Um, very professional place on Chatter's uh, Earth Odyssey. But I noticed this weekend that uh, what I said, my words made quite a few people emotional and cry rather. And what I know of this through my studies and practices, this is just energy releasing. And so they the surprise to me being thrilled that they were actually crying and, and almost my provoking of letting it come out is because I knew that they were being activated. I knew that we had broken some energy free from them. Uh, and so that is, that is life. This is how this goes. So uh, I'll get right back on track. I knew that my life was going to shift and it was going to activate things in me that I didn't particularly hadn't discovered about myself yet. And so I'm ever so grateful and as I was moving through the emotions of my divorce, also as a yoga teacher and a studio owner, it became very apparent to me that I was going to lead from a place of inspiration. And I was going to help the people that showed up in front of me during this season of my life realize how they could choose to receive things differently in their life. They could choose to take things differently in their life. Even after decades and decades and decades of cultural conditioning that said divorce could quite possibly be one of the worst things that may ever happen to you in this experience, my vessel, my energy, my body, my soul begged to differ. And everything that came out of my mouth and sharing the experience uh, so aside from just teaching yoga there, I offered a lot of Reiki-inspired moon clearing sessions or energy clearing sessions and uh, sound baths. And uh, this is the way that, that I chose and I was chosen to lead during a, a time, a season in my life that most people would fall short or feel devastated. And uh, it's just life is a blessing. Every, everything has a has a reason and a season. And it's all simply the same as the motto of Divine Destiny Publishing. Every experience is a gift to inspire another. So I walk, I kept walking in my life that way. Uh, lucky for me, uh, I got remarried to the most divine man. We've been married for six years now. And uh, all kinds of things move through that too. I was really... Uh, awakened to another level of growth by way of being invited to uh, Sedona, Arizona and being activated in all these ways, shapes and form, being invited to lead others on a journey of the heart uh, in the same way that I led myself with those very non-negotiable commitments that I have, uh, I spoke of earlier, daily connection, daily movement and daily celebration. And, uh, 
I then too also came at what one might call a crossroads, but I just call it L expansion. Um, about halfway through Richard and I's relationship, Sedona was begging for my time and space. Uh, my vessel was. Well, when I met Richard, um, because my mouth has always been willing to speak truth and my most authentic self, I did, uh, I was very clear that I was serving on purpose, that I had a mission and it came before everything. It came before my, my children rather, came before my relationships. It came before everything. And that if I felt called to anything that was to stand as the heart of humanity, that was to share what it's like to live a life less ordinary, that I was asked to go and raise my own vibration so that I could raise the vibration for the collective, whatever the ask was from the universe, God, source, design from the deepest level of my heart. So that's where it all comes from. I was in, I was a sacred yes to that. And so things did start inviting themselves. Sedona for one. And uh, after my first time in Sedona, I came back to New Orleans and I sobbed myself, sobbing, woke up sobbing second night back in New Orleans, wanting, feeling all the vibrations like a, like a child. I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. And so I knew after my daily connection that it was time to, it was, you know, Sedona was already asking me back. Well, six months later, I had my first retreat there. So uh, that's how that landed. And I've been retreating people in Sedona uh, through their own journey of a heart, Sedona, Arizona, for the last four years. Uh, I live there part-time, uh, part-time, full-time, whatever time. I split my time between two places. Um, it's magical. And here, uh, I fought every moment of it years ago because I had, I, I'm newly married or we were newly married. And I finally thought that this marriage would be the one where I woke up next to my partner every morning and I went to sleep next to my partner every night. I didn't have that in my 22 year military marriage, which is okay. And that was fine. Uh, that was all par for the course. And uh, the 25 years that uh, we spent together was amazing and miraculous. As I said, I wouldn't change a moment of it. But I was a little frustrated when the Sedona came knocking. I fought it for a long time, uh, a long time. No, it is a long time to me. I fought it for like three or four months. <laughs> I don't fight things now. I just let, I just, I'm open to receive all of the gifts the universe has for me. You hear me say that a lot, but, uh, and so I finally kind of gave in. And what I learned from it was quite opposite of what I thought. Uh, what I learned from it, uh, from a relational standpoint, because that's what we're talking about, right? Is that perhaps the way that we have been designed or taught about relationships is that we merge together and we do our best to support one another. And we get really anchored into to trying how we can, trying to figure out how we can support one another better or more or this, that, or the other. And the way I explain it um, is, we take on one another's soul contracts, even though we don't know what they are. And it does create a lot of conflict and arguments because we, we can't support someone generally if we really don't have any idea what they came here to do. And even if we can talk about it, it changes, it's ever evolving. And what it really comes down to is, can I support you with whatever soul contracts that you have, not support your contracts, but just be with you and let each other be responsible for their own soul contracts. And that what I'm learning has created what I feel as soul love. 
a deeper level of love, a different level of love, a different idea of how, what marriage looks like now or what soul love looks like. And it doesn't mean that we're always together in the same places and spaces. And, and we don't feel lack of support when we're not together and we're moving through the soul contracts and the purposes and, and the things that we came here to do as individuals. But we can rest assured in every moment that we have this divine frequency of love together. That this is what we came here to share. This is what we came here to show. This is the example we came to lead with that, that there are different ways of loving one another. There are different ways of being together now. And we came here to, to be in this life in a different way and to share the truth about it with others, our truth, whatever that is, which can be different for everyone. We all have a little piece to share. We all have a chunk of ancient wisdom in us, ready for us to walk out and share. And that we could be united in our differences, even in different places sometimes. So that's what I get to do in this experience now with my relationship, my marriage is to, again, living a life less ordinary. Um, allow humanity to know that we can do things different. We can be with things different and it doesn't really take anything away. It adds more value because we're learning something new and we're feeling new vibrations of love, which is part of the, the biggest part of my mission to restore that piece of unconditional love, to restore that vibration and the only way I can do that is by shining my soul light. So there is your full circle moment by being exactly who I am in every moment of every day. And I give myself permission when that wants to shape shift. When I come across something, when I want to let go of an old belief, when I want to create a new belief, when I feel called to do something different, to try something different. And the one thing that I have found in being in this part of the experience or, or choosing to live in the experience from this point of view or this perception, the one thing that I have learned is that it's easier. <laughs> it's easier for me. And we get to come to, to a full place, a full place of wholeness for ourselves. That we create our lives in every moment, in every breath. And that I get to choose that every day. And I get to lead in a different way in a way that is fully aligned for me with joy and peace and freedom. And it looks different than the way I learned it. And I've had to walk through that and work through that energetically, which is why I love the modalities that have chosen me, <laughs> the yoga and the Reiki and the meditation and the sound healing, right? Uh, they help me stay committed. So this is who I am and this is how I lead as I continue to take the next step forward. Um, 
and creating and holding space and joyfully supporting uh, the consciousness of humanity, other coaches, other leaders, other visionaries, other entrepreneurs, other speakers uh, in sharing their stories and finding a deeper level of self-devotion and commitment in their purpose and being willing to voice that and to write that and to share that on every outlet, in every way, on a global platform. I like to call it the VIP experience, right? <laughs> Visibility, impact, and purpose, and prosperity. Maybe there's two Ps in VIP, but it is the most fun that I've ever had. And I thank you for being along in the journey. I thank you for listening in. I thank you for, for giving me your feedback in ways and uh, sharing these interviews and sharing these voices alongside of me. And I thank you for being here now. So as I round everything up, uh, the easiest way to connect with me is www.marygooden.com. You'll learn all about my publishing, all about my energetic platform of anchoring your own light, uh, all about my soul-aligned sacred retreats in Sedona, Arizona. Uh, you'll learn all about the ways that I get to lead a life less ordinary. So until we get to meet here, in this collective energy again, I say, keep shining your light. Keep sharing your love and your truth with the world. Bye for now, everyone.